0: hi friends it's your boy bryce and welcome back to the pretty good podcast by CrappyCurious.com. and today we will be talking the romance genre romance novels the misconceptions what to like what to love it's very educational i know i learned something i know you'll learn something too so without further ado let's hop into it pretty good podcast CrappyCurious.com. Liz, welcome. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Like, what do you do? How long have you been into romance novels? What are your hobbies as a person?
1: I'm Liz. Uh, I've worked in communications type things for a long time. And I've only been into romance novels, seriously, maybe the last five years. Uh, And I think that I started out by reading a random Danielle Steele novel because that was the only concept of romance that I had. Just one summer I had an internship and I'm like, um oh, spend all my time at borders RIP.
2: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> And I picked up a Daniel Steele novel about uh, the I think it was World War II and a woman who was very sheltered and she decided to travel and she meets this dashing photographer and it kind of spans, I think decades. Uh, that one was called Wan- Wanderlust and it was pretty good. I mean, it was fine. And uh, over, it's taken me a while to get to where I found what I actually like, which is contemporary romance. And I'm now like the number one defender of romance. And I'm like, out in these streets on the corner. <laughs> romance novels
0: like, hey, the Send first Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you say in Danielle Steele, that, uh, reminds me my mom had a lot of those. I can remember that name like on the bookshelf growing up, but, uh, that's Liz everyone. Uh, next we have Meg. Meg, why don't you tell us about yourself and when you got to tell the stuff.
3: Sure. Um, I'm Meg. I work as a technical writer. And then before that I worked at a publishing company with our dear friend Liz on the podcast too. And I am one of her romance novel disciples. So okay. when we when we met about a year and a half ago, she evangelized me <laughs> and uh, recommended some books to me. And I, having graduated with an English degree, felt pretty burned out on reading for probably three years or so. And okay. um, looking for something just um, easy to get into and... Compelling to keep me turning the pages and get me invested. And so the first one that she recommended and that I read was uh, Wallbanger hmm. by Alice
1: Clayton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to tell you where my mind went here and that. But. <laughs>
1: well, you've got to look up the cover of this book.
0: It's okay. exactly
3: what you expect. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I'm about to do that while y'all talk. <laughs> yeah.
3: it's, it's kind of funny that that would be the first one that I read because it's not, I wouldn't say it's exactly the style that I'm interested in. It's, it's slapstick. It's comedy. It's pretty light in the way of plot. But, you know, it was cute and it was fun. And it was a good intro, I think, into contemporary romance. Um, but, yeah, and then... Uh, when I this, I only realized this later, but yeah, Danielle Steele. I remember going over to my grandmother's house on the weekends and she had a bookshelf. Well, she had three <laughs> bookshelves all full of Danielle Steele. <laughs> I didn't know what they were at the time, but now I'm like, all right, Grandma, i see you. <laughs> okay. Uh, shout,
0: out, shout out to Danielle Steele. And I looked up the wall banger uh, cover. Yeah, it is what you'd <laughs> yeah. expect. Yeah. yeah it, the, name app, the name is App. The name is App. <laughs> name is App. Name is App. So, and the final. Co-host guest on here is my friend Morgan. Uh so why don't you tell them about yourself and your history with uh this kind of novel and genre?
2: Yeah, a similar history. I did also get an, uh, a degree in English, burned out on reading. And I I got into this even more so for the easiness that it is to fall into it. And I love cheesy romance novels, the easier to read the better the cheesier the better I don't know why I'm trying to I'm on my Kindle right now and I've got like 200 books super super cheesy but they fall in and out of fandom romance to just regular everyday regular human romance I've read Wallbanger I loved Wallbanger because it was so easy to read and it was funny and it was I just love that kind of stuff it takes me a day to read that kind of stuff I think oh okay so the first book I think I ever read that was super cheesy was called the edge of never and sounds like
0: a James Bond film
2: (laughs) (laughs) that was that was probably the, the the intro into that style of of romance novels and uh yeah so I went from Jane Eyre I think I went downhill I'm not sure okay all right well
0: I have to say before we continue like I uh, used to write a little bit for the blog, com again, and I'm with three people that are in writing and publishing and English majors. Now I feel like very uh, insignificant and don't want to share my work or write ever again because I feel like you all would definitely get me on my comma splices. Comma splice is my middle name. so. I used to send them over to Rob to, like, put them up. And I'm like, man, you got to check my commas. He's like, oh, I'll do the same thing. Like, well, there's someone out there reading, like, not for the content, just critically coming down on me. But um, we don't have to talk about me today. It's about y'all.
3: We can talk about dangling participles. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) A
3: lot of dangling (laughs) participles.
0: I don't know if that's code or something for real.
1: (laughs) I wanted to, uh, Morgan, when you said that you have read Random romances. Which ones have you read? Okay.
2: So I got into, sorry, I'm sort of eating at the same time. (laughs) There was one called um, The Hush Hush series by Becca Fitzpatrick, and that's The Angely Demon. And what was the other one? That was, I think it's called, oh, I'll have to look it up. It was another sort of angel. Oh, fallen! I read that that series, the Fallen series. Oh gosh, there's so so many. I'd have to honestly. I'm trying to go through at this. Evening. There was one called Taste, and that had to do with zombies.
0: <laughs> awesome. Like okay, zombies can fall in too. It's okay.
2: Yeah, because the- <laughs> Sandra Claire is like one of my favorite. Although I've heard bad things about her, she wrote like a the whole. Now I'm forgetting everything. She did, she did a fandom. Didn't Here, she do Mortal Instruments? Yeah, but she did one. So her second one after that was the Clockwork Angel series, the Infernal Devices, and that one's my favorite.
0: So you know. guys have uh, kind of all touched on it a little bit, um, but we can delve a little deeper. So what drew you to uh, like the romance genre and what kind of... Um, authors or writers or series do you usually look for is there one in particular do you have like an open mind when it comes to it morgan mentioned cheesy but what about about liz and meg what about you guys
1: i think i was drawn to romance because i i love love and i bought the whole like disney princess thing like completely as a kid so i've always been into romantic comedies i've always read Fiction, even literary fiction that always managed to have some kind of romantic subplot in it. So I was always kind of circling the genre. But what I gravitate toward is contemporary romance that has kind of complex characters, especially really complicated women. Uh, I'm into tragic backstories. I like things to be kind of funny and light and. Have a lot of pop culture references. I have a few like geeky romances that I'm into, so really, I just want to be able to relate to the characters on some level and feel like they're real people.
0: You know, and Meg, Meg, go, go ahead.
3: <laughs> Liz kind of touched on this, but I guess when you asked what the first like romance novel we actually read was, maybe that's not exactly true for me because we've all probably read or watched uh, romance before and just didn't know it was called that specifically because yeah the genre is so loosely defined but when you put the label romance on it it carries all these connotations with it Mm -hmm. but um what am i drawn to whatever liz recommends to me
0: (laughs) true disciple there you go
3: (laughs) no i my measuring stick for a romance novel is it's good to me if I would have read it without any kind of sexy times. Okay.
1: Um,
3: yeah, like I I, really good benchmark. Yeah. I, I want the plot to be compelling and mostly realistic. I want the characters to have depth and what they do to make sense. And I want to be able to respect them. And I don't mind like, like Liz said, some dark or sad backstory, um, I just I think that kind of gives it a little bit more realism. If there's an ending that's too corny, too perfect, too tied up in a bow, I'm like, I'm out, peace, <laughs> I'm over this.
0: You spoke about like um, something with a lot of like sexual stuff or sappiness. Like you know, there's a misconception like, oh, I'm sure when people see the title of the podcast, oh, that's for girls, that's for women. Like it's not true. Um, there's romance and everything, and guys connect like, oh, that's soft or whatever. Like myself, I don't like reading novels at all, whether it's romance, sports, or whatever. Unless it's a, like a comic book, I'll read that. And that has a lot of romance themes, so like, I want to talk about misconceptions, but I guess I'll start with myself, like the kind of misconceptions I would have about the genre, especially when I was younger. This isn't a, isn't, isn't a novel, but I can remember in high school, um, singing out with Dave, who you heard on the gaming podcast, and for some reason I Robot and The Notebook were both in theaters at the same time. <laughs> and that day, I you know, we wanted to see Our Robot. You know, Will Smith always made like the summer banger or whatever. But he was sort of talking <laughs> to this girl at the time and they wanted to see, he, she wanted to see the notebook with Dave and her friend. And he wanted me to go so he didn't have to go by himself. And so I made him a deal like, you know, I'll go see the notebook with you. That looks terrible. But we got to see Our Robot first. So of course, I liked iRobot. I don't like anything Will Smith does, except for After Earth, because that was terrible. And then I went and saw The Notebook. You know, I'm I'm going in like, oh, whatever this whatever. Uh, now, I still think the ending of that movie was corny with them both dying together. But I really enjoyed it. And like, you know, I'm hating on it. But deep inside, I've always been like a hopeless and helpless romantic. Um, and I think sometimes guys get that kind of thing about them for no for no good reason um, but there's romance and like you say, if you like comic books with me who doesn't like that batman has his ups and downs superman and lois arrow and um you know uh, ugh, so uh, Din- yeah well felicity or dinah <laughs> in the comics you know but what are some of the misconceptions that you think people have about the the genre in general that you'd like to clear up or put to bed
3: i think People basically think of one kind of book when they think about romance novels, and that's the Bodice Ripper. Mm -hmm. You know, like the cover where she's got like some, I don't know, off the shoulder like bustier thing. And she's like laying all over Fabio and the wind is blowing (laughs) and they're glistening with sweat, that kind of thing. And that is definitely like a subgenre, but I wouldn't say that it represents... The genre as a whole I mean Liz kind of touched on it too it's like there's a huge variety and people love romance okay like Mm -hmm. they love it especially when it's not called romance then they then like guys and people who have misconceptions about it are more willing to get on board and they friggin like it (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. why all those movies do well and that's why this um, market is a it's a billion plus dollar market the romance novel and it's consistently growing, especially with the rise of the e-reader. Like people like this. And I guess the the misconception is that it's just one kind of book and it's for one yeah. demographic. But um, and I would say that it is mostly written by women for women, and I think that's part of the judgment against it, probably for sure.
1: Uh, jumping off of what Meg said, I do think that people have an idea that romance is all one thing. And recently, I think what people jump to is that it's like 50 Shades. And Oh, yeah, I hey,
0: they have some good soundtracks of the movies. That's all I'll say.
1: And <laughs> I, I haven't seen 50 Shades, I haven't read 50 Shades. I think I downloaded a sample on my Kindle and I was like, uh, oh, I'm not vibing with this. I can't sit through even one of these, let alone a trilogy. Um, Agreed. By the way, e-readers have completely changed the game for romance because I would not read a romance novel in public. Like, that's not happening. Because I just, I don't need the questions from people. Uh, So people think that romance is just, like, mommy porn or that it's porn for women to which I would say that I think society is porn for women. Like, so much entertainment is very much... In the male gaze, uh, no one really judges someone for going to see an R-rated movie that has a lot of sexual content. And there are romances that are closed-door romances that don't have anything that you wouldn't see in a PG movie. Uh, There are Amish romances. There are, I don't know, space romances, paranormal, contemporary, historical, in lots of different eras. There are sports romances. So there's really something for whatever it is that you're interested in with whatever level of racy content you're interested in or not.
3: Maybe we should take a second and define what they actually are. Yeah. Liz, go for
1: it. Okay. (laughs) So there are two rules. I think RWA probably has these rules somewhere. RWA being the Romance Writers of America, which is the trade association for romance writers. And a romance has to have a romantic relationship at the center of the plot. So it has to make up a big part of what goes on in the book. And it has to end with a happy ever after or happy for now ending. So the couple ends up together, uh, not dead. So the notebook really is not a romance. And we can talk about Nicholas Sparks because he's a bad man. Uh, Uh, uh. Yeah,
3: he's trash. (laughs)
1: He's oh wow trash. Um, trash. And so so, romance is the main point, and the couple ends up together with the understanding that they might have problems, but they're gonna be together long term.
3: And it doesn't mean they have to be married or anything mm-hmm. like that either. It, it can. Especially in contemporary romance, it's much more loosely defined as I don't know, several of the ones I've read recently have ended with them deciding to be together and being like, we still have a lot of work to do here. We still have a lot of talking to <laughs> do here, figuring out it's a little bit more um, tempered, I guess.
0: OK, so you have to uh, they still have to DTR define the relationship. Someone gave me that advice once that (laughs) you're not really you're not really anything until you dtr so that (laughs) that makes it a real or until you update your facebook status and it is official everybody knows that's the those are just the rules so don't hate me those are just the rules so uh (laughs) if it's not on facebook or instagram then uh it doesn't count Uh, morgan did you have any like misconceptions you see and wanted to dispel about the the genre and novels in general
2: not really. I mean, they pretty much touched on everything. I I mean, I fell in love with movies like You've Got Mail and Princess Bride. So I didn't start just like, and watching, obviously, like Nicholas Sparks touching on that, I don't like the movies. I don't like the books. I think I read two books. I never even read The Notebook. I think I read The Lucky One and the other one that was made into the movie of her like running away from her terrible husband. Didn't like either one of them I finish like I'll finish a book even if it's bad I just like I have to finish the book but I I mean I absolutely understand and I think Hollywood just thinks that that glorified version of love is what everyone likes but they are not selling those types of movies really unless (laughs) I don't even remember the last time they did a proper romance movie. It's probably been years. But they went to Nicholas Sparks, made all of his movies, or books into movies, and none of them are good. So, I don't know, I don't, I have a <laughs> it's such a hard so, time with the, with the people become popular. I read 50 Shades, and actually the storyline is okay, but it gets, not, like fantastic. It's not fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the movies obviously sucked. So, and I don't mean literally, but <laughs> dope soundtrack. Uh,
0: I'm a yeah, dope soundtracks. <laughs> I like, had yeah, that song with the weekend and uh, that British singer with the blonde hair. I can't think of her name. It's like "Love Me Like You Do." That was a fire song. That's all Ellie I'm saying.
3: Ellie Goulding.
0: Yeah, Ellie Goulding. Yeah, I saw the second movie on valentine's day how romantic oh, right
3: so but s-
0: story story of my life it was with the friend because i'm mr friend zone <laughs> over here um but like i hadn't seen the first like i obviously had my miss- like oh this is just about bondage that's all i thought like it's not a care category i click on when I'm on the internet but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think sure. the movie was particularly good either. Like, and I, I mean, I know I didn't watch the first one, but it's like moved too fast, crammed a lot of stuff in, story had jumped all over the place. So, hopefully, the book's better, but it doesn't sound like it. And so, while we're on it, before I forget, uh, Nicholas Sparks, you're talking about how he's trash. Like, what else did he write, and why is he bad? I'm completely completely uninformed, but probably other people my listen to.
3: Isn't really with what he has done. But with some of his tweets, perhaps, or <laughs> I mean, Liz will have to jump in and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he seems pretty critical of romance and kind of dismisses it in sort of an elitist way. Yeah. Even though he very clearly has the same audience. And I think, Liz, didn't he describe it as
1: formulaic? Yeah, I think he said that it's formulaic. He said that romance is about taming a man, and he writes love stories. I think once he compared himself to Shakespeare, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Uh, His books are super, super formulaic, and they're just like, how can I make someone cry? Yeah. (laughs) It's manipulative. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: it's like a This Is Us for books is just making you cry on purpose.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had to stop watching This Is Us for that reason.
0: I've, uh, not to get off on a tangent, I've never watched the show, but just looking at the commercials, it just looks like that's all they're after, just setting up these situations where you're going to feel it in your heartstrings. Like, there's no there's no point to it. It's just, like, setting you up to cry so everyone talks about it and it spreads on social media and so everyone can make their status. Like, I cried so much. I can't believe this happened. It doesn't look like there's any real realistic stuff going on there, but I could be wrong. I've yeah. Never-
1: I think in the second season they got a custom Twitter hashtag with a tissue box. So they, they <laughs> all they're doing. Oh,
0: but um, uh, shout out shout out to Mandy Moore though. That's nice. Walk to Remember. Great, great her. movie. Hopefully that was a book too, right? Was that a book? Walk to remember? I
1: actually read a Walk to Remember and yeah. liked it when yeah. the movie came out and I liked that movie. And I liked the notebook, so it's not like I've just completely rejected all of nicholas sparks work but i uh, him as a person he sucks and also he's racist and homophobic and runs a school where he's uh been racist and homophobic in regards to i think his students and his staff truthfully i haven't looked into it that much i just know what podcasts helped me
0: yeah yeah okay well out with nicholas sparks but speaking of like men writing romance not do you guys um prefer a female author a male author? Or does it really matter to you? I think I it would be...
1: that... I yeah, read a romance that was by a male author. I've read a story that centered a relationship that, if not for the ending where one of the characters died, it would have totally been considered a romance It was by a guy, and it was one of my favorite books. I don't want to say the name now because I've spoiled the ending. Um, <laughs> but I... I think that you really have to kind of look to find a male author.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that. I guess like misconceptions, you would think, oh, only women can can write something like this. But then again, I guess it matters perspective. Like if it's a first-person perspective, obviously, as a guy, it's kind of hard to get in the psyche of a woman in that situation. So I'm I would feel dis- like
3: disagree with you way. really, really strongly. Okay.
0: Uh-oh. Because Uh-oh. that
3: okay. is your job as an author is to be uh-huh. someone with imagination. We have yeah. authors... We're talking about a genre where the authors are women and they write about men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that That's their job to do so. That's what makes it good is if you can create a character with depth that is not exactly like yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, maybe I am wrong. Sorry about that. But what I was what I was thinking is maybe if it's, if it's me writing and the novel I'm writing is in the first person perspective and the first person perspective say is Morgan in the book. Like, I don't know if it would be, if I could encapsulate everything, like a, a woman would think not that it can't be done. Maybe I'm just being, uh, not being adventurous and, uh, for imaginative, uh, imaginative enough, like you said, but, um, if it is a good writer, you probably couldn't tell like with any movie or few things I do read I actually hardly ever look at the author (laughs) that's probably bad so yeah I I, I hardly ever do yeah I just like the only time I'll take an like a director for example into consideration if it's like Quentin Tarantino because I'm not a big fan but other than that I'm like oh it's about the content I want to see I'll look at the director later maybe it'll pop up or if it's M. Night Shyamalan so I can avoid him so that's just me (laughs) so
1: to your point about uh first point of view do you guys feel like all the romance novels you read for the most part have a certain perspective because i noticed a trend in the ones that i've read i read that i think are pretty common
3: the vast majority of the ones i've read have an alternating narrator where it'd be chapter by chapter writing from each half of their relationship so yeah the they'll be switching viewpoints between male and female for the most part
1: but it'll usually be in third person so it'll be like the author right third person like semi-omniscient yeah is it like that in the sort of fandom books that you read morgan
2: um yeah i'm like thinking about it now like I'm trying to think if they ever said, I, I get, I get, I do get a lot of the back and forth chapter by chapter man and woman perspective, but it's, it's usually, I feel like it is she, he versus I'm trying to think even in the fandom. Yeah. And I should have like reread before I did this podcast.
1: <laughs> You're fine. I'm not a big rereader <laughs> Because there's just like too many books to read to go back to one. Yeah, I-, I don't blame you.
2: I think I've reread everything on my Kindle. Wow. I'll just be like, I really want to read that story again. I'll just crave that storyline and I'll just go back and reread the whole book. And I've read multiple, my boyfriend knows, I've reread them like every book on my Kindle, probably three times minimum.
0: Okay. (laughs) Respect. Here I am talking about it, man. I don't read novels or read anything. (laughs) You are just, you're making up for both of us. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) um <laughs> uh, so like a famous quote and liz touched on it earlier like men get like unrealistic expectations for relationships watching like pornography and women get unrealistic expectations for relationships reading romance novels or watch- watching uh rom-coms what, what do you think about that quote like what's your hot take first reaction when you hear someone say that i don't think so mm-hmm.
1: i mean at least in the books that i read there are people with who have a lot of problems and I can't count how many times I've read a book and I've said, I was really annoyed with the dude in this book. I guess he was okay at the end. Um, But I think that if a novel depicts people as real people with flaws and a couple with real problems, I think that that actually sets up pretty realistic expectations that this is an issue that you're going to have to address if you move forward as a couple. Every couple has one of those things or several of those things that they're going to have to work through if they can get to any kind of long-term stability in their relationship. So in that sense, I think that romance actually promotes really realistic expectations. And it also helps people think about what it is that they want. What are their deal breakers? What are the traits that they Want in another person? What are the traits that they like about themselves or don't like about themselves or their partner?
0: Yeah, as uh, John Legend once said, "We're just ordinary people. We don't know which way to go, right?" <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the uh, the part where men say like this kind of this kind of reading and rom coms give unrealistic expectations to women is part of the misconception of what they think they are, and that's why they think that. Um, you know, oh, you're reading that stuff. There's no way that's real. I wrote. Well, do you say Twilight is kind of a romance novel? Is it? A, is it a? Yes. no?
3: Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah.
0: So, um, I dated a girl in high school, and this is before they were movies, because I'm old. Um, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I was reading Twilight, and Edward watches Bella when she sleeps. And that's so romantic." <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that's if I, if you, if you were home, sleeping, <laughs> if you were sleeping at my house, and you woke up, and I was just staring at you, you would." call the cops or something you know what i'm yeah, saying
3: context so, is everything <laughs> right
0: yeah i'm like i like get out of here and no. i've never watched any of those movies to this day or read the books obviously but like you yeah, said I'll, if, it's,
3: I'll, if it's i'll just go back to your quote like really quickly and again like strongly disagree with you <laughs> um on a couple i wasn't agreeing of with that quote i was
0: just saying it i was i wouldn't i wouldn't I, that's not me that's that not was me. not
3: a bryson beach original quote yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's something I've heard a billion um, times.
3: Well, number one, uh, that kind of takes away agency from women as if we don't have two brain cells to rub together and figure out the difference between reading a book and reality. Two, women watch porn too, so try again on that one. What? <laughs> and three, I, I don't know, I guess we've been talking about one kind of romance novel quite a bit, but... They're not all like heteronormative. It's not all about mm-hmm. the male-female relationship per se. So I don't know if that even applies. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't my quote. So the the other thing I said earlier, <laughs> that was just a that was just a. I think I can actually just in the agree run, with
3: your quotes and still like you.
0: <laughs> no, well, that wasn't my quote. I don't want anyone attacking me. No, I don't. I don't watch. Porn it's
3: okay, Bryson. It. It's all right. I know it was your quote. You can just admit okay. it.
0: I'll admit it. Yeah, that's right. Whatever I see. <laughs> Whatever I see on The Hub, I expect to I expect that to happen in real life. Every time, oh Every time someone comes up the on hub. Netflix, oh. and, Netflix and chill, that stuff better happen. Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some segue away from that. <laughs> so are there certain type of, like... Um, Character types that you that you like. Like, what do you like the most in your uh, lead characters, supporting characters, or settings? You guys have touched on a little bit, like realistic. Morgan's even talked about zombies. It's because you're not alive doesn't mean you can't find love. they deserve love
2: too.
0: (laughs) They want brains and they want hearts, but not literally, just figuratively. Yeah. So are there any type of like characters or other settings or type of supporting characters that you guys find really interested and drawn to and which types do you hate?
2: Um, I, one of the ones I already touched on was the Cassandra Clare and the one she's written like three different series all connecting to each other. But the one I actually prefer is the series. So she wrote the mortal instruments and then she wrote a series that goes before it. And that's the one I like, and it's set in like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> There's like it's all horse and buggies and big dresses and it's all like women. Well, the the main woman was very she's I guess very old school in the sense like she was very traditional and saw this other world of women wearing pants and oh, oh. She was like this <laughs> she only wore dresses. Yes. And so it was it was A different perspective to take just on a a romance. And so that stuff added in. And it was almost like having a little history lesson at the same time. And so, but it was fun. It was much more, it was, I don't know. But that was one of my favorite settings, actually, surprisingly. And although it in... Fandom world—it sounds really nice. Uh, I, I think not no running bathrooms and not really any electricity. <laughs> <laughs> probably not yeah. an ideal setting that I would like to find myself. But it was fun to read it. And then there's ones that take place in like space, and there are ones that take place in other universes and with aliens and. I
0: could go on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's nice to disconnect from something that you do, like the everyday 2019 kind of romance thing. Just like you know, just pretend or fantasize about a different world or something. It's good to get away from what you are right now. Like that. When we did our video game podcast. Like one of the things um, someone on there said is like it lets you get away, be someone else maybe, and that's kind of fun from time to time. Like you know, yeah. do something a little bit different. Escapism How about, uh,
3: for sure. Yeah.
0: Megan, Liz, what about you guys? What kind of settings and characters do you like and hate the most?
3: I don't know if I'm drawn to a specific type of character or setting. I mean, I guess reading-wise, I, I like stuff that's contemporary, that seems real, that's like it's set in the present day and here and now. But I'm coming to you deep from fandom of Outlander right now because I'm watching the whole <laughs> series – Well, the first two seasons are on uh, Netflix now. They just came out. And then the um, second two are on Stars. And that's, you know, historical with, like, a little bit of fantasy elements to it. And I'm really digging that. I read the first three of those. Although I don't think she classifies them as romance.
1: Mm -hmm. But
3: types of characters, I guess I just want them to seem real, to have... Laws and um, maybe wounded characters. Maybe that's my thing
1: because <laughs> it just seems more on the yeah. that way. I feel like I also just you know like I'm broken. <laughs> uh, I like characters who are witty. I like when uh, the protagonist can have good banter and make fun of each other. Uh, I like heroes who are kind of more sensitive, like, not necessarily, like, a tortured poet. Like, I've read books with, like, a real lumberjack stereotype hero who is still a total softie, and I'm really drawn to that, and I'm drawn to women who are very outspoken but still vulnerable. Uh, I think when I'm drawn to books, it's more related to tropes than it is characters, because you don't really know that much going into the book about what the characters will be like. So what kind of tropes are you talking about? I really like enemies to lovers books and second chance romances, uh, which Alicia Wright writes great ones. Uh, And I like sort of friends to lovers too uh and there's a lot of different tropes in romance that you can get into like people are really into forced proximity you know that's two people my thing that
3: love some forced proximity
0: <laughs> like trapped in the elevator or like yeah. have to work together oh wow it's like
2: it's called like love in darkness or something that's a trapped in the elevator love book now I have to look it up, because I need to like reread it.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that's how uh, I can find love. Oh, I want to go in the know. elevator and like sabotage it. and like Yeah, a good idea. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try so that. So there's,
2: a... <laughs> it's, Tarts and there's... Darkness. it's an elevator book. <laughs> they're stuck in the elevator. <laughs> how long are they in the
1: elevator?
2: For a little while. Not like a day. It's like they're in the same office or something. It's It's basically like they don't see each other at all like they're looking down and when they walk on the elevator and then as soon as the door is shut like the lights go off and then they're stuck together and they're like i guess we should become friends because we're stuck here it's cute
0: cute very cute <laughs> very very feasible
2: it could happen i mean there's like, I mean, a winning book it's just it's a cute easy read and that's
0: you see that I mean you see that stuff in like the close proximity thing in a lot of movies like uh even like The Departed like Matt Damon when he meets his love interest or just an elevator and they talk or like even not want to spoil too much but the new Spider-Man oh, movie two of, oh, two of the characters are on an airplane two of the characters are on an airplane and end up dating I'm not going to say which two it's not the two you probably think if you haven't seen I'm it, it but spoiling it. Okay, After the okay. podcast,
1: we need to talk about Far from Home.
0: Okay, yeah, I got some hot takes for that.
2: Maybe we'll <laughs> do a too.
0: far. Maybe we'll do a Far from Home podcast. Let Tease. me hold it. <laughs> we'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, so, <laughs> if you were, if like for me, like I said, I haven't really read a romance novel if you were to suggest like two or three books for me or someone else listening out there to grab you into the genre, uh, what would you suggest to the people out there listening, like each of you and why? I guess
3: there was something that I didn't know about the genre when I initially started reading it. So I don't know. To me, it's like for the authors, it's often very much a business and a livelihood Mm -hmm. and they kind of think about that. So Typically, not typically, I guess often these days, um, authors will start out self-publishing and it will likely be individual novels. And then if they're picked up by a publishing company, they'll often come in sets of three a trilogy. Mm -hmm. So they'll like introduce you to these two characters in the first one and build this world around it. And they'll introduce you to some tangential characters And then they'll develop those storylines in the subsequent two books. So, if I can recommend a trilogy to you, I would love to do that. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, The Forbidden Hearts series by Alicia Rye. Yes! The names are so corny. I'm ashamed to say them. But the first (laughs) one is, um, let's see, what is it? Uh, Hate to Want You. Second one is wrong Sounds to like, need you, and the sound third one like, is uh, hurts to love you. They sound
0: like either country songs or '90s boy band songs.
3: <laughs> yeah, they sound like the top singles from your your band. Who hurt you?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. this yeah. By the way, shout out to my band. Uh, my friends keep like my friends that we do the podcast with. They kept laughing about the podcast. Now it's a thing. It's been a dream to have a Drake cover band or a '90s R&B cover band called Who Hurt <laughs> You. And we're just gonna sing the sad songs like, boys to men, like on bended knee, into the road, stuff like that. So check that out coming in twenty twenty. My mixtape is fire. I <laughs>
1: wait, all of that.
0: So uh, what what um, what? You don't have to spoil anything, but what are the books uh, kind of about? Like what's the what's the setting? Is it follow one character, ups and downs, or what about them, that-
3: um so yeah it kind of follows a structure that I mentioned earlier where they create this world with a few characters in the first book and then develop some of the tangential characters in the next two but it's set you know in modern day and age today it could occur but it's almost a bit of at least the first one is a bit of a retelling of Romeo and Juliet kind of you know like warring families type thing I don't know I don't really give too much away but I mean the theme of the series the name of it is Forbidden Hearts so there's always a obstacle some reason that they think it's wrong for them to be together and they are overcoming that in
0: each of the books. Okay okay what about you Liz what would you suggest to someone who's curious to jump into the game or read a book for the first time it's a romance novel?
1: So I didn't follow the because I have too many that I want to
0: talk about. No, oh, well, you, can, you can do them. That's fine.
1: The, for, the Forbidden Heart series is excellent. It talks about a lot of things that are interesting, like race and mental illness, emotional abuse. It's this sweeping, multi-generational family saga, but it's really fo- hyper-focused on just a handful of people. Oh, man, you
3: described it so much better than I could have.
1: That's because I wrote it down. I have <laughs> so yeah.
0: Teamwork. genius. Teamwork makes a dream work, so... Uh,
1: we talked about Wallbanger earlier, which is just really adorable and funny. It's this enemies-to-friends-to-lovers romance, and it has this crazy slow burn. We were like, oh, my gosh, when are they going to get together already? Uh, another really funny book that's super short, so it's a good starting off point for people because it reads fast is level up by Kathy Yardley. And it's this really light and fluffy geeky romance about a woman who works at a startup video game company and she wants to be an engineer right now. She's just a sound coder. She's roommates with someone at the company who's higher up than her. And she sets this crazy project for herself that she's going to design a video game in three weeks to enter this contest. And she has to enlist all the, tech bros at her job to help her. And then while working together, her and her roommate kind of start to bond a little bit more. Uh, there's some forced proximity in that, that I think you would be really into Meg. Ooh, la la.
0: Uh, you said video games. So I'm in.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. And it's the first in a series called fandom hearts. And I definitely want to read more of them. If you like things that are really Sort of dark and also really racy. I would recommend anything by Megan Hart, and her books are a lot more explicit than most of the things that I read. Uh, but Dirty is really good. It's kind of a hard book to read. Trigger warnings for rape, incest, suicide. It's like a dark ass book. Oh, um, slugging so
0: drones, right? I'm just playing.
1: But, it, but <laughs> no, it's like so. It's a lot. Like you definitely have a book hangover after that one. If you kind of like the vibe of Fifty Shades but want something that's actually better written, I would recommend Exit to Eden by Anne Rice. But she didn't come to play with this book, and it's, like, really, really racy. Uh, and then a few... That I thought would be fun to throw in, or paranormal and fantasy. There's Soulless by Gail Carriger, which is the steampunk comedy of manners about werewolves and vampires. And there's the spinster who is soulless, and because she's soulless, she can negate supernatural beings' powers.
0: So she's a um, redhead. That was fun.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: oh. Sorry, Morgan. So
1: her- Thanks. <laughs> okay. So uh, her suitor is a werewolf who's also, like, a well-respected lord, and every time that they're around each other, he temporarily stops being a werewolf and loses his power so they can't touch too much because it'll make him age because werewolves are immortal in this. And then uh, a YA series called His Fair Assassin by Robin Lefevers, which is about assassin nuns.
0: Wow. Ooh. Gotta watch the quiet nuns. Yeah, they're they're pretty deadly. Yeah, don't be hanging around them too long. I'll get you. Oh, Morgan, what about you? Do you have any that you would suggest for a first time or someone curious about it?
2: Um, so she, I, I have read Wallbanger. The rest I'm taking notes on. <laughs> um, I'm like trying to go through mine and figure out something easy at the same time, which there's a book called Easy, Where this girl almost gets raped. And then she ends up taking like a a self-defense class. And that one's actually really cute. Um, And she falls for the guy who saved her from said rape. Um, What else is there? There's one my friend just gave me that she loves. And it's called Sincerely Carter. And it was like two Two, like, best friends who had been friends forever, and then they finally start to see each other in a different light, yada, 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 things go from there. Super cute as well. There's one that's, like, a five-series book. It's the Premonition series, but I think it might be a little too serious. Angels. It has to do with angels and wings and learning how to become an angel, Um, but not in the god sort of sense. They sort of fight against it, which is fun. Um, Wallbanger. There's a really cute one that's really easy that's on the same level of Wallbanger that's called <laughs> Seduction and Snacks. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> great combo.
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, sure. Adding that to my list. Probably one of the funny, I thought it was really funny. Um, but she's se- trying to sell, like, with her friend. She co- She does all the baking, but her friend sells sex toys and wants to open, like, this sex shop. So all of the jokes that just go hand in hand with that are really funny. There's like so many, like just some of them are just really cheesy. I like, I, I, um, by Colleen Hoover, I think is another really good one. I never read the hopeless book by Colleen Hoover. I never read further than that. My friend read the second book, which I think is his perspective. And I have not gotten that far. The although the only John Green book I do like is *The Fault in Our Stars*, and that's not really romancy, but it is a romance, sort of a love story, but it's young, like younger love. Which I don't know if you ever. They actually did an okay job with the movie from the book, but the book's good too.
0: Okay, so I'm just gonna throw some stuff in here. Uh, Since you mentioned movies, is everyone like the first thought that comes to mind? What is the worst adaptation from a novel you really, romance novel you like that was made to a movie or TV series? Like, what's the worst one?
2: (laughs) What was was it? (laughs) I The Mortal Instruments. One of the my the authors Cassandra Clare, who does the one from the 1700s, that Mm -hmm. book series. They made her first series, they were trying to make it into a movie and they it bombed. Yeah. uh, Changed the storyline, so then the books, it was going to be completely different from the books, so they lost their audience. mm -hmm. And uh, so then it became a TV series on MTV and it was, I think it was MTV, or Freeform, and I couldn't watch it. It was bad.
0: (laughs) I think I saw, I I remember seeing trailers for the movie and I would not have any sense that there's any romance in it. Just from the trailers.
2: That's what I mean. So. That it just it was so
0: horrible. Yeah. What about Meg Liz? Any what, what do you think the worst adaptation of like a a romance novel you liked was made into like a movie or T V show? And then you can say what the best one was too, if you have one of those. I don't
3: know. Liz I'd I go think first.
1: Any of mine have been made into a movie? I okay. I guess more proactively. I watched To All the Boys I've Loved before before I read those books and that was an excellent adaptation. It might have... The male protagonist in it might have been better in the movie than in the books. Uh, But I'm still waiting for... (laughs) What? I
3: said, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Uh, I'm
1: still (laughs) waiting for something by my queen, Alicia Rye, to get adapted. Like She's blowing up, so I feel like it's going to happen at some point,
0: I hope. Yeah, I'm sure she's getting offers. She's just probably careful with, you know, she didn't want her work to be screwed with on the big screen or if her stories need to be told longer, maybe she's looking for a series or a short series or something like that. Because I mean, not all these authors out here just for money, they want to make sure their work is represented correctly. I think that's more important than, hey, let's just get this out in Hollywood and have some big names attached and people have misconceptions.
1: A lot of romance series would be well-suited to, like, a Hulu miniseries.
0: Like, six episodes,
1: and maybe it kind of, like, shows all three couples if it's a trilogy at the same time. Ooh, I like that. So, maybe that's how how I would write it. I feel like a
3: lot of what I've read, I can imagine it being a movie so Mm -hmm. easily. But I don't know of any that were specifically in the romance genre that I've seen turned into a movie. Don't you think that
1: Reluctant Royals would be great on screen? Oh my gosh, yes. The Reluctant
3: Royals series by Alyssa Cole. It's fantastic. Um, My favorite was The Duke by Default. Actually, I can't say it's my favorite. I just started reading the third one, A Prince on Paper. That would be perfect. I can almost see it as like an ABC family type, like made yes! for TV movie. And I would binge watch it every holiday season. You can bet your ass. It's free for oh,
0: ABC family.
3: free for now. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I'm so old. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I
0: was say, now. yeah. Fox family, then ABC family. Now it's, yeah, I was watching S Club 7 when it was like ABC family, but that was back in the day.
3: You all knew what I meant. Yeah, I
0: know. I know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we did. I also feel like uh, I want to go back to something that Meg said earlier about how we were definitely mentioning a lot of heteronormative romance and romance in general. I think that there's a lot of attention given now to diverse authors and a representation of queer people and people of color and people of different faiths, but it's definitely not where it needs to be just yet the rip bodice which is a romance only bookstore based out of Los Angeles they do an annual report on the state of diversity and representation in publishing and I think that they might just examine the big publishing houses and how many of their books put out are by authors of color and the results aren't super encouraging uh, but some of the ones that we've mentioned Alicia Rye Alyssa Cole they, make it a point to have their books reflect the real world. Not like Nicholas Sparks novels, which are all like trash. (laughs) Yeah. I
3: read this interview with Alicia Rye last week and she was talking about how people always say that her books are so great because they're so casually diverse. And she's like, (laughs) well, I'm casually diverse So (laughs) it just if I write the people I know and the world around me as it is, then it's automatically going to be diverse instead of painting it this one particular way that we've always seen. Mm Okay.
0: Okay. All right, so um, now I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with you guys. I didn't put this on the run sheet, but I just <laughs> thought of it. So um, let's pick an order. I'm not gonna tell you what I'm we're gonna make our the ultimate romance novel with the input from the three of you. Um, so who like <laughs> let's get an order. Who wants to who wants to volunteer to go first?
1: Now me girl. I'll go.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So um, the first thing I'm gonna do, Meg. Ah, uh, the first thing I've written down is the setting. So I want you to pick a setting from this uh, romance novel we're gonna we're gonna write together. It's a co-op, a Crabby Curious co-op, and then we'll each get input from each of you on different ones, and we'll come together and see what kind of idea we have at the end. And maybe we'll actually write this because you guys can write. <laughs> so Meg, uh, pick a setting. You can be as descriptive as you want, or be as basic as you want.
3: Ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. Hmm. Well, let's make it be. In the 80s, because I haven't really read anything Ooh, set to okay. then. Okay. Um,
0: you must have just watched Stranger Things, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did not, actually. I was oh, too okay. deep into Outlander. Okay. It's more like 1480s. Um,
0: 80s, though. 80s, though. So 80s. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's do the 80s. Let's do the U.S., because I don't think I am uh, prepared to research
0: uh, oh, okay. that uh, much. Any specific kind of city in in the U.S. like uh, or region,
3: ooh, country, okay. North? Yeah, let's do somewhere in the South. Let's let's do Alabama in the oh, '80s. God. Okay, oh, lesbian God. couple.
0: All right, I'm already. Out lesbian on this, so.
3: couple, interracial.
0: Okay. Well Okay. Okay. So '80s Alabama. Okay. <laughs> who wants to go next? Oh man. Liz, Melissa Morgan, who wants to go next?
2: What are we creating?
0: I'm not gonna tell you till you tell me who's going next. I'll tell you. The next person gets to pick one of the characters who they're gonna be. So,
3: oh whoops! So, yeah. No, <laughs> that's fine.
0: that's no, fine. You, like, that shows you're into it. So, uh, Liz, okay. we'll just go with you. We'll go alphabetical yeah. order. So. Who do you want the first? I guess are they both protagonists? If it's two people that fall, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It could be like it can. You can go same sex, hetero, whatever. Who do you want the first character to be? And then Morgan's when she's up, she's gonna pick who she wants the other love interest to be. It can be how. Remember this is '80s Alabama, so don't pick like a ash or like a alien or something. But okay, she trapped in a box.
1: (laughs) All right. So '80s Alabama. Uh, I can't get the interracial lesbian couple <laughs> out of my head. So don't I'm... get it out of your head. <laughs> then <laughs> Lean into just it. it go. go with that because okay that sounds awesome. Uh, so my protagonist of the two women would be a black woman who mm. is a teacher. Okay. She's. A science teacher.
0: Oh, okay. I hated science.
1: And she's kind of like a Miss Frizzle type. Oh, I'm back in. Teacher. Back in. Fun.
0: Yeah. Magic school bus.
1: She's very eccentric and very fun and super jazzed about what she does and about her students.
0: Okay. And um, how how old is she?
1: Uh, maybe mid thirties
0: mid-30s okay and uh what's a good name for uh said teacher
1: i'm just gonna look at my bookshelf right now (laughs) and pick a name uh janet
0: janet okay janet jackson
1: perfect 80s name
0: (laughs) okay all right so so far we have um this is an 80s alabama and janet our first love interest. She is a black science teacher who loves her job. She's eccentric. She will do anything for her students. All right. Morgan, who's the second the second lover? You can keep up with the lesbian theme. You can change it. You can do whatever you want. As long as it fits. We're okay. going
2: interracial, so I can okay. be a white woman.
0: Oh, okay. okay. White girl Wednesday. Okay.
2: So, <laughs> Alabama. So, we have eccentric. Are we going to go, like, cliche and have a this is your, listen, who, who listen, listen, hey, hey, other woman and this, this has, is your uh, pick.
0: This is your pick. Don't let, don't let them, don't let them just, uh, they got to work with what you pick from now on. So you tell me.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to go with the things I've read and then measure them all together.
0: Um, <laughs> Let's just hear a bunch
3: of options.
0: I like
2: this. <laughs> well, I mean, like you could have the straight tie businesswoman who's like, a CEO and then she meets this eccentric woman who loves science and cause now I can't get just a black Miss Frizzle out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to? <laughs> I feel like there's some some maybe some drama in their two lives because one is straight laced and one might be a little more freego free form. Um but I don't know what she would be the CEO. Of.
0: Okay, so she's a CEO. What's her name, at least? You got a name for...
2: Her name is... What's the, what's the other woman's name? Janet. 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 Okay, I was almost going to go with Jane, but we can't do it. <laughs>
0: you can if you want.
2: Janet and Jane? No, you can't. Yeah. Now I, I have damn it, Janet, <laughs> stuck in my head.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man, Rocky Horror.
2: Let's go with... Oh, man. Got it, names. There's a reason my animals have names like sweet potato.
1: That is an excellent name for a pet. Is it a dog?
2: It was a a, it's dog. It was a dog. Its name was uh, French fry. Oh,
0: French fry.
2: Excellent. Sweet potatoes next, but there's a fish, there was a broom. Yeah. There's all sorts of names I can't give a human the name fish tank. So, <laughs> let's go. We got Jay. Let's do Let's do Anna.
0: Anna, that's a White girl CEO, kind of name. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, uh, Liz and Morgan, since you picked the characters and they're going to be same sex, are they out? Do they not know they are into the same sex yet? Or what for each one? Which one? Oh,
3: boy, they know. know. It's not surprising to anyone. Okay.
0: All right. I don't know. Like, you know, some people don't know until they know or won't admit it, at least. All right. So, they're both out in 80s Alabama
2: doesn't admit it for her power stance it's okay. 80s though I feel like <laughs> yeah you might not but it's Alabama
0: so it's Alabama. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. okay so we'll say uh, Jane or sorry Ugh, not Jane or is
2: it so <laughs>
0: Jane I can't read my writing Janet is out um, Anna is you know sort of quiet about it like don't ask don't tell that's what we have power okay loop.
2: can't let the men know
0: Okay. So all right, Meg, you're back up for the next part. You ready?
2: Ooh, all right, feed me. All
0: right. uh, the next part is how do they meet? How do they meet? You're gonna use your close proximity, something
3: maybe the company that Anna is CEO of has a new flagship location. Wait, if it's new, it's not flagship. A a new location, a new branch of her company is opening. Uh And so she has to make sure everything is going off without a hitch. She's stuck in this small town in Alabama, doesn't want to be there. And um, let's see, how does she run into Janet? Hmm. What could be a shared interest that they have that they can run into each other?
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Maybe at the bar?
0: At the bar. I love a
3: karaoke scene. I don't know.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> I- I've never heard of karaoke in your household, man. I never heard of that karaoke scene. Yeah. I like that.
3: Yeah, one. we don't we don't believe in that.
0: No. Oh, uh, since you uh, since you said karaoke, um, you you have to give me like a song that draws one to the other. Like, what what's the song?
3: <laughs> oh God, I have to think of something like super gay. Um.
0: <laughs> Just eighties. <80s. laughs>
3: Uh maybe it's like what's that Dolly Parton Kenny Rogers song? Islands
0: Islands in the Stream. What, <laughs>
3: yeah, when did that come out?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that was definitely back then. It wasn't in the nineties. <laughs> islands in Let's the Stream, see. that is what we are. Nineteen eighty
3: three. We're golden. That's what it is.
0: All right. All right. They duet. You all right.
3: Yeah. Duet. Uh, Why not? Right. they right. one of them's wasted or they're both wasted. oops, we have this chemistry here while we're singing this duet
0: okay well i have to ask now since they're both wasted at the bar does it lead to like an initial hookup or are they just like
2: hmm. just exchange
0: numbers and like oh i'm well, in town open it to some something branch.
3: has to happen to indicate that something has sparked between them with some kind of a heat that's maybe not just like friendship okay Okay. Um I don't know. It depends on how racy we're going with this particular it's, one. Hey,
0: you guys it's a Liz, Morgan, Meg, Glabo. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just maybe maybe
3: yeah, maybe they hook up because it's kinda hard to find. Um, yeah. it's not like there's a big dating scene probably in eighties Alabama for Yeah, there's husbands. no Tinder
0: no Tinder yet. <laughs> All right. So we got that. So Liz, you're back up. So what major, what major obstacles are they going to face? This is probably easy to answer. What major obstacles will they face in the course of the novel? Like two or three, maybe.
1: Well, it looks like they don't live in the same city. So Mm -hmm. distance because Anna isn't going to want to give up her high flying Mm -hmm. corporate life to come live in a small town in Alabama. A uh, society which still mm. isn't super awesome to gay people or people <laughs> of color or mm. people in interracial relationships. So '80s Alabama, Ooh, like uh, I could see one of them. You're welcome. More, <laughs> more willing to be. I feel like Janet would be more willing to be like, "Oh, screw them," mm-hmm. and be more open about her oh, relationship okay. and okay. Anna not being okay is open
0: okay got it okay so uh morgan uh you're up for the conclusion what what is the end of this novel do they end up happy Do they what happens
2: i was just gonna ask that are we having them and somehow compromise i'm trying to think of a compromise if one moved because where is anna coming from like new york
0: we could say maybe she's from
2: not, but she's in a, a like Atlanta.
0: Maybe she's from Atlanta's in Georgia for his for geography oh, okay. people out there. But um, Birmingham I Birmingham. Birmingham, that's a big city in Alabama, you
2: know. Okay. She could be from Atlanta. That's all fine. Right, she's
0: from all right, the ATL. I didn't know all if
2: Atlanta right. was just like this city city has to go to Alabama
0: okay okay I'll add that to her description All right, so how are they going to overcome their problems of society interracial the south and Anna wanting to be quiet about it while uh, Janet wants to you know shout her love from the mountaintops she's not ashamed so what's the conclusion
2: I have to solve all those problems
0: I think this might
2: be a great
3: solution with a uh, grand gesture which is a big trope
2: well, In romance, about if one of them moves to the okay. other, like do they break up because of distance, and then one of them just shows up and they're like, okay. I "Miss you, I love you, ta-da, I'm here for you."
0: Okay, which one does the uh, which one gives up what they were doing to go to the other?
2: I feel like the bigger give up would obviously be a CEO mm-hmm. giving up to be, but is it? Her, if it's her company. What does she? I don't know what she does yet. Really, she's just a CEO. She so she, that out. But I'm like, what does she do that could that could transfer to Alabama? If they're just opening a new thing, then she could stay in Alabama and then just run things from there.
0: Could you say that uh, maybe we could tweak it so maybe she's not the CEO, but if she were to open this branch and go back, she would be guaranteed a CEO position, but by not. But not. Uh, that good. I'm not trying yeah. to step on your novel. Writer ever. already. You know, you know, I you know, I'd do a little bit on craftcurious.com. You know.
2: <laughs> Fans writer already. So yeah. yeah. So we could do that. She could get a major promotion if she come when she comes back after opening this branch. But does she want to leave Janet?
0: Okay. Okay. All See, right. this
2: is this is making me sweat because there's part of me that's like, don't give up your career for a <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, technically, the teacher thing. she could teach anywhere, really.
0: But I mean, she loves her students, and she's been with them. It's a small town, so she's seen her students since they're kindergartners and watched them grow up, and she promised them, like, Scott's Tots.
2: You are making this decision well,
3: so maybe, Maybe Anna is, you know, she's just being run into the ground. She's so career-driven. She has no
2: balance in her life. Maybe this is a good thing for her. We don't know.
0: Okay. All right. She's not
2: necessarily giving up what she does as work at all. She's just maybe giving up the promotion and just
0: temper her ambition, right?
2: Well, if she can run the, if she can at least run the project and operations down in Alabama, is she giving up?
0: Yeah, but she'll never be CEO because there's some other cutthroat young hotshot who's plotting on her position back in Atlanta.
2: Maybe she's a
0: entrepreneur
2: and she comes up with a new idea and then runs off on her own business.
0: It's a maybe compromise. Maybe they both can't be happy.
2: Yeah, is- Yes, that's the whole point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she the makes her own business. That
1: they're both at- maybe she has an idea for a way that her company can branch out that's inspired by Janet.
0: Yep. Ooh, I love something that. Si- something yep. science-y and educational-wise? Yeah. Okay, maybe, all right.
1: Maybe she wants to be a CEO of, like, I don't know, a toy company, and they want to launch this new line of educational toys, like lab I dig kit. it. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: That are designed for girls. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, from okay, I think I got it. so. While I type that up, um, you guys can all th- what's a good name, something with hearts in it, or no I don't know, a title,
3: <laughs> something about chemistry because she's a science teacher. I'm I
1: definitely gonna
0: say the same
3: thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, I don't know though, it has to be alliterative. I feel like,
1: yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not up to date on my periodic table, so I can't really help you on that one.
3: I feel like if we don't do chemistry, it's a missed opportunity we
0: okay. just have to. Okay.
3: Um, I don't know. Craving chemistry.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry of compromise. Creating no. chemistry.
3: I don't
2: know.
0: No. We can come back to the title. I
2: was but, trying to so- come up with something with like, Anna's entrepreneurship and creating and
0: then <laughs> chemistry.
2: It sounds so cheesy.
3: Creating chemistry.
2: That's yeah,
0: I know. Chemistry. It's a working <laughs> title. I had. And maybe right.
3: like the name of the toy store has something in, with create in it.
0: Ooh, there we go. All right. You, so really you
1: judge like A romance novel by its title
3: or its yeah.
0: cover or it's okay. blur. That
1: is so true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So I want to, this is all, well, your guys is novel. It's dropping in a couple of years. Everyone look out for it. <laughs> creating chemistry. So in 1980s rural Alabama, there's a young African-American teacher um, named Janet. She loves her students, she loves what she does. She's really eccentric and she's unapologetically out in a time when it's frowned upon. Meanwhile, Anna, a driven uh, lady from Atlanta, is tasked with going to this rural Alabama town to open up the next branch of her company with promises of successful launch, granting her a CEO position when she's done. Anna and Janet meet at a karaoke bar. They end up being each other's partners or islands in the stream and they end up in their drunken stupor having a one night stand, but it's more than that. They grow, but as they grow together, obstacles happen like Anna's reluctance to be out with the relationship, the obviously distance between rural Alabama town number six and Atlanta and society, but... (laughs) <laughs> after all their struggles, after they go their separate ways at the in the last chapter, Anna shows up at Janet's doorstep having given up on her CEO dreams to open a company um, because of the inspiration Janet has provided to have toys and education materials for young girls. That is creating That's
1: chemistry. Fire. <laughs> Yay.
0: Right, good job. I would oh.
3: read that for sure.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was gonna end there, but just because I don't like reading. I like the movie versions of everything. Um, who would you cast as Janet and Anna? Like modern, obviously it's set in the 80s, but use people like actors and actresses from today. Who would you like to see in the movie?
2: I'm all for new up-and-comer actors. But if you have to have like a big wig.
0: Do you? you don't have to.
2: See, I would just vote for the, and only because I studied acting for a short period of time, so I would be voting myself to play
0: Anna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, starring role, okay.
1: I like You're this. Like, I like Fresh faced Emma Stone type. I could see it. Oh,
0: yeah, I 100%. So, Morgan is Anna from Atlanta. Hey, <laughs> so, town, stay down.
1: If we're going with the characters being in their mid 30s, I feel like Carrie Washington has something about her that she could play eccentric really well. Mm-hmm. So I think that she might make a good Janet. If we were going younger, uh, I really liked Alexandra Ship in oh, Storm. Love Simon. Oh. I haven't seen her as Storm.
0: Oh, she but... was in Shaft, too. She's really good.
1: So I feel
2: like she's <laughs> someone to watch.
0: Okay. All What's, right. Uh,
2: what is uh Lenny Kravitz's daughter is? Zoe, oh, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, she right. would be a great Janet. Okay. She would be good because she pulls off young and old. She pulls off mm-hmm. both looks.
0: Okay, we got it's a. Dangerous. We got a, a whole nice casting call to have for. It's gonna be tough competition. Uh, for Janet. And are there any, like, I know we didn't, Raka, get into the supporting characters, but any other people you'd like to see in the movie to play, like, maybe Anna's boss or the hateful southern principal that doesn't like Janet or something?
1: I want to throw Chris Hemsworth in it. I don't care who he plays.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's the karaoke operator. Oh, my gosh. That's excellent. He works the bar. He right. wears a cowboy hat. He's <laughs> really loud and charismatic. A grand time just being that character. Because that just makes me think of him as Fat Thor.
1: Oh, God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a <the> whole thing. <laughs> I can't even get started. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> All
0: right. So just one more, one more person who you want to play like Anna's boss. It's like, you know, if you don't come back to Atlanta, you'll never have that CEO position, like the cliche, what are you doing with your life, male or female? So like it could be someone older.
3: I, you know that show Succession?
0: No, I don't. No.
3: <laughs> it's. I think it's on HBO.
1: Mm. Looking it up on IMDb. Um, what's,
3: oh, man. I've totally, his name has flown out of my head. You're just going to have to totally ignore my comments. I'm going to have to look up who the actor is. Okay,
1: old guy, young guy?
3: Old guy, the one who's like the head of the family.
1: Brian Cox? Brian? Is that what you said? Brian Cox, Peter Freed. Name's cutting off. The dude who played Mr. Darcy. No, not dude who played Mr. Darcy. Just yeah,
3: somebody else throw something out because I cannot remember. I just picture his face, and he's so mean that he would be perfect. Uh, John Hamm.
2: Oh, he could do both, funny and serious, depending on how the role goes.
0: Mean old CEO.
2: I well, I think of. Do you want it to be like someone who's good looking or like cliche ugly? I was
0: gonna say. I was well if it's not my movie it's your movie but me I'd say like maybe like Glenn Close or someone's like women don't get opportunities like this what are you doing throwing your life away you need to come back mm-hmm. to Atlanta something like that but
1: executive yeah. producing this
0: yeah but get the money real quick I got you <laughs> <laughs> well after actually after the book flies off the shelves we'll have plenty of we'll people all over just begging to put this on the big screen so Oh, it was Brian
3: Cox.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. X Men villain
1: Brian Cox. Yes, exactly. Uh,
0: So we have our film and we have our book. So you guys look out for that. They can write. So uh, maybe 2020. Look out for creating chemistry. (laughs) Story of love overcoming the rural South. But uh, in closing, do you guys have anything left to say to anyone listening to the the pod about romance novels, or w- you guys looking forward? If you want, you're, of course, you're always invited back. Anything you want to discuss in the future, like a different topic?
3: I think Liz is going to do a uh, Spider Man Homecoming one, right?
0: Far from home. I'm far from
1: home. <laughs> I still haven't seen Homecoming. <laughs> I watched the recap before I went to see Far from Home, but because it's not on Netflix.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's on showtime.
1: I I we could talk for hours about why Legends of Tomorrow is the best of the year over shows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so look look out for the nerdy comic book discussion. Because the, the guys on that are usually like I guess technically the co-hosts, they don't really get into it like I do. So I'm glad to have people I can talk to about that. But
1: it's such yeah, an but... underrated gem of a show.
0: It really is. It really is. Beg, you have anything you want to talk about? I'm sure you'd want to come and talk about how much you love soccer.
3: Yeah, I'd like to do a few on sports. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: For yeah, sure. I'll
3: pencil.
0: I'll go ahead and book you in. I'll go ahead and book you in right now.
3: Yeah, especially in. football. Let's do one on okay.
0: football. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can just do one of your whole house all day. You guys love waking up at 7:30 and yelling at a goal. And <laughs> yes. Terrifying sorry, the dogs. Yeah. Sorry again about contributing to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan, anything you want to see discussed in the future?
2: I don't do a whole I mean, I watch TV and I read books. So okay. I see Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, far From Home. Now
0: you got me. Okay. I, well, I'm always.
2: I can join I in for that one.
0: Okay. I'm always down for movies because I literally go to the movies like every week. So Lion King's coming up. So someone go see that with me.
2: I still have to go see Aladdin, so I'm sliding.
0: (sighs) Man, Aladdin.
2: Sorry, wildly behind.
0: Yeah. Maybe you
3: should do one that's just talking about all these live action remakes
1: of our beloved cartoons.
3: Childhood.
0: Yeah, that's a good one actually. Because
1: like the long game that Disney has, like we're gonna Mm -hmm. wait for these people who watch the movies to grow up and
0: have Mm -hmm. children.
1: It's
3: genius.
1: (laughs)
0: it is it is getting all the young and old demographic that's right are we old are we the old demographic
3: Uh, oh yeah
0: i I don't want to call y'all i don't want to call y'all old but i'm old so (laughs) i'm old i'm old yeah (laughs) i'm i'm washed but that's a different podcast but uh, thank you all so much for joining me i appreciate it
1: thanks bryson